podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Now serving B24 at DMV window number 7. Okay, Jim, we're next in line. Perfect, Jim. Things are going very smoothly. You remember the cell phone bill? Yes, and the birth certificate. Nice. We'll have a real ID in no time. That's right. Ready to fly to Carla's graduation and then the big game. Real great work, Jim. You too, Jim. Excuse me, are you talking to yourself? Now serving B25 at window number 10. That's our cue, Jim. Excuse us. Talk yourself into real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash real ID. Hello and welcome to the Midweek Fix with me, Jamie Home. after Liverpool unfortunately go out of the Champions League at the quarter-final stage after a goalless draw at Anfield tonight. Now, to be honest, it's not always easy doing these shows after disappointing results, but joining me tonight to pick the bones out of the game and give us their reaction is Grizz and Shawnee. Now, before I bring the lads in, Quick shout out to our sponsor, footballprizes.co.uk. This week, they have a signed and framed Virgil van Dijk shirt, which I will be entering myself. It's only $5.95 to enter. The offer will end next Wednesday, so go check it out on the link below. Now, Grizz, unfortunately, mate, I'm going to come to you first. Um, I'll be honest, mixed emotions tonight because I would say overall, first half, I thought it was a, it was a good performance. Um but if I'm being being honest, whilst we created chances, we limited Madrid to a few, if any, proper chances. I kind of feel like we've seen that game so many times this season in that the story and the narrative off the back of it is that we're wasteful in front of goal. How do you feel about the game? Um, yeah, pretty much the same as you, Jamie. Um Disappointed, I would be disappointed if I really expected us to go through. Uh, the fact that I didn't expect us to go through, and I've said it all week. Um, so the disappointed, so I'm not as disappointed as maybe some others who really thought we were going to go through tonight. Um, look, but after watching that first 45 minutes, you think to yourself, we, <laughs> we could have, we should have, we could have, should have, um, as you said, the could have, should have, um, tone for this season, I suppose. Could have, should have. Um, just not... Jamie, when you're playing at this level, this is a big boys league. And the first leg showed when you get your chances like Madrid did, because Madrid didn't create more than we did in the first half, like tonight in that first half against us over there in Madrid. The difference was they finished their two chances that they got. Or let's say they got four chances, they finished two of them. Whereas we got four or five chances and, and made the keeper work twice, I think it was. And that's the difference at this level. The Mo Salah chance at the, in the first half is, is a guilt-ed chance. You think Mo Salah finishes that nine times, eight times out of ten. 
And then it just set the tone. We 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 tried our best. I thought it was a far far better effort. The effort was there. The tenacity was there. The pressing was there. We 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 won the ball so so many times high up. But if you don't finish your chances, Jamie, at this level, you don't deserve to go through. Unfortunately. Now, Shawnee, before we dive into the teams, because there was a few eyebrows raised, uh, particularly on social media, about the, the starting 11 with a few, albeit, surprises to, to some people. Before we dive into the starting 11, like, like Grizz, what's your initial reaction to the game? Disappointment. And even I was thinking to myself, I had very little expectation going into the game tonight, to be honest with you, as I said on, on Sunday on the, the Fatback phone, I kind of got a little bit lashed out before the my expectations were on the floor tonight. So if that had happened, it would have been a bonus. But when you see the way the game played out, that's the disappointing part. Because again, I think tonight they were there for the taking and we just weren't clinical enough. Um, that belief just seems to be gone. The hunger, the game kind of played in reverse. We started really well and it just petered out. Normally when you build yourself into these games at nil all, you're creating chances by the boatload towards the back end of the game, but just didn't happen to us for us tonight, Jamie. Um, they gave us very little to worry about. I think Benzema hits the post off a mistake. I think you couldn't really look around their side and see too many poor individual performances on a, overall. But we just weren't clinical enough, Jamie. And to be honest with you, this game was lost in Madrid. It was lost in the force leg. We took the first 45 minutes off over there and we paid the ultimate price. And you might get away with it with a Porto. You might even get away with it someone like a Dortmund. But you don't get away with it with a squad with the pedigree that Real Madrid have. Even though they're not at their best and they are missing players, they still have killers in their team. And that was the difference. Like Grizz says, they they didn't overcreate too many chances over there and they just took their chances. And in a game when it's 180 minutes, you obviously pay for it. Um I don't think we suffered from a lack of fans or anything tonight because we look like we are on it from, from minute one. Um, just disappointing. Disappointing to kind of peter out. I would have liked him to go out swinging, if anything, but it just fizzled out. And it, to be honest with you, it's kind of like a, a season in microcosm. Just kind of languishing and fucking purgatory. Madge Apple makes a good point in the in the chat. And Chris, I'll come to you because it's very much around selections. And I think you said something on Twitter, which in terms of the team that started tonight, you felt that this was the team that should have started last week. And as Shawnee says there, we probably did leave ourselves too much to do. Um, from last week, you know, there's a lot of questions over the team that was selected to play in Madrid and it, and it kind of backfired. Going into the game tonight... What did you think when you seen the team come out, particularly around uh, you know the likes of No Tiago, Jota didn't get a start? Were you surprised? Personally, I was very surprised, Jamie. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to beat around the bush and say no. I kind of expected this. Blah blah blah. Um, I can't. I I knew. I knew uh, Milner may get a start, but again, I didn't get why he played 90 minutes on Sunday. Then. Um, you know, Mane, I knew, would probably come back in. Um, I don't know. It's difficult to it's difficult to sort of work out the thinking. And my best and my best sort of I've been trying to work out the thinking since it was selected. And my best theory is that look, we were trying to we were trying to keep it tight until half time, in the hope that we may nick a goal. Like start really early, like we did. Start off really powerfully early, and then settle back. 
And it kind of, I could see the thinking behind it. Don't get me wrong, Milner was probably one of the best players for us. I don't care what anyone says, setting the tempo. That tackle he put on Benzema in the first Beautiful. couple of minutes. You know, this is exactly what we need. This is my point about this is the team that was supposed to be picked in mid, uh, in, in um, Madrid. Um, I just thought, I just thought Jurgen Klopp in a season of, it's, it's been a poor season for him, I think. Um I get all the all the the controversy and the drama and the tragedies and everything and the injuries, but I just didn't think that team would 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 claw back two goals against a Madrid team that was going to sit back all day and all night. I just didn't see the the adventure in, in the lineup. I just didn't see the yeah, the adventure would be the right word. I didn't see the brave the bravery in that lineup. I thought it was um we see how it goes at sixty. And, you know, I just thought it's going to be too much to go for in 60. Like I said to you guys in the WhatsApp, I, I thought that first half, if it was 1-0, but it's, just, it's fine margins, Jamie, it's fine margins. Because we take one of those chances, we go in 1-0 and we say, this is on. This is a master master stroke. But as, as Sean says, this ain't uh, Porto. I'd go as far as say this ain't Villa. It was very much like the Villa game it reminded me of where we were planning to be sort of up by one by up up, up by half time and then sort of turning on in the second half you can do that against villa whatever but you can't do it against these teams you can't just can't do it the, before the start of the game um, i tweeted something about you know i i wanted to see us play 4231 i thought we'd see tiago and fabino as the two and then we'd find a way to get the four attackers um you, you know close together and creating havoc i thought bobby would be good as a link player um I could, I could also though see a chain of thought that would see Milner start tonight, Johnny. Uh, you know, particularly if you look at how toothless we were in Madrid, we didn't lay a glove on them. We let Madrid do whatever they want. And as Grizz said, you know, within the first minute or two, you seen what Milner was there for, which was to was to get close to him. He went straight through Benzema. But I think the one that that really surprised me is, is Thiago. Is the no is the no Thiago starting now for me? Look. We I've made no bones about it. I'm a massive Thiago fan. I don't think he is delivered to the levels that we know he can at Liverpool. But surely these are the games that we brought him in to play in, Shawnee. Particularly, I would say he changed the game in the second half, in the first leg. We looked a lot more bright when he came on. Was that a surprise to you that he didn't get the nod tonight? Yeah, I expected him to be in there, to be honest with you. I thought Janie would have taken the seat out because he just hasn't been up to Janie's not been out of him forever. He's in contract minutes in the legs he just he hasn't been at it and you see him tonight going through the motions he didn't really give us an awful lot I think look I think if Mo takes the chance after two minutes nobody's given out about Klopp's 11 uh, I think what led Klopp down tonight was probably the substitutions I think the substitutions made little or no sense to me taking Kabak off when he was the better of the two now not that Phillips is bad I actually thought Phillips has a decent game but Phillips just gets booked and then he puts Fabinho back into centre-back and takes Milner off. And I wouldn't have taken Milner off because Milner was still putting out fires and setting the town around the pitch, whereas Genie was having little or no impact. Um, I don't know what the story is with Genie. It's kind of sad because he's been such a good servant to the club and it just looks like that, like this season, his Liverpool career is just fizzling out now in front of us. And I think Klopp should probably be taking him out of the team and using him more sparingly in the run-in. Um, again, subs 
couldn't make head nor tail of them putting Fabinho back into centre back. I didn't get it. If he had a seen him more pushed up and still winning the ball up high and just going for it, but that didn't really happen. He was still he was just marshalling the back for the, the last the end of the game. Again, though, we can bang on about the eleven selections, formations, all of this, but if you don't take our chances at this level, you don't get anywhere. And I, that sounds like a captain obvious thing to say, but that's what it was. Regardless of what happened in the fourth leg, if you don't take your chance, and let's be honest, they were largely comfortable. I know people go on about the XG and all that, but they didn't have any standout performance. I thought Militao was decent, blocked a few shots, but I don't know. It's so disappointing because oh, you sit down all day thinking about how many how many different ways this game is going, but I just didn't see a nil all fizzling out, and they'd be delighted with that because it's just not it's not what we expected at all. But that's that's the thing, exactly what you said there about the the last scoreline that you would have predicted would be zero zero knowing that we needed at least two goals to get through. So you'd have thought that we would have been more braver, pushed more players in attack, changed a different formation, not waited until the 60th minute, 65th minute to make the changes. All these things, you know, and uh, it's, it's difficult to try to understand and make of uh, make sense of, of, of Klopp's decisions, his lineup. Um, but yeah, 0-0 zero, zero is the last result uh, scoreline that you'd, you'd expect. There's a comment that come in from Jason. I'm going to pick it up. He said, Jamie, you're a little obsessed with Thiago. What has he done to merit his place? I think Klopp got team selection spot on. And let's be honest, we should have scored first. Yeah, totally fair. We should have. And as Shawnee and Grizz both alluded to there, if you take your chances, we aren't having these conversations. But going into the game, I think my chain of thought in particular was we, we've played the 4-3-3. We've pretty much played the same game since December. And yeah. it, it hasn't worked. Um, I think Ginny going into this game looked like he was running in treacle. And that's totally fair because he's been overplayed for the best part of two years. And in my personal opinion, I think he's been a little bit safe in possession. And tonight was not a game where we needed safe possession, in in my opinion. And TR... Oh, I think... I think... even brought to do. Um, so that's where I... Th- I think Jamie's uh, Jamie's Tiago's obsession is getting to him. Yeah, someone's like, <laughs> did, did, did you did you lose me? Did you lose me mid Tiago rant there? Yeah, exactly. I think Jason done something to your internet. He didn't want to. He didn't want to hear your opinion, but we've got you now. Well, I, okay, brilliant. I know how Go big on, of a fan you are, Tiago, Jamie. But and I get you, but something different was needed tonight. Like you said, we've been playing the same game since December at Anfield, and. Bar Villa the weekend, we haven't had any of the results. It comes down to being clinical. Like like I said, Salah takes chances. We're repeating ourselves here because there's not a lot else we can we can say about how the game played out. People are saying monument. I'd be saying monumental effort there. I don't agree at all. It was. I think it was piss weak. To be honest with you, in the end, just they had nothing to do. They'd nothing to do. They'll be delighted going home there now tonight. I, I think when you look at the game, and I think this is where I get frustrated, Johnny, is first half we did enough to score, and then the second half, I think it, I think it changed on. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya. Yeah. 
Quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Fabino Sub. Uh, I think we lost momentum. Um, I don't think we put them under that much pressure. Um, do we, Grizz, need to start having conversations about the forward line, particularly Sadio Mane, who started bright? I thought, oh, okay, Mane's back. I think he, he had a couple of chances or certainly a couple of runs down the wing and, and drove at them. And that's not been the Mane that we've seen for a long time. But then there was such a drop-off, particularly in the second half. We This is where I keep going back to the to the frustrated part. I feel like we've been watching the same performance. And yes, there, there were individual players that, that were excellent tonight, and we'll come on to those a little bit later. But the front three seem to be taking an extra touch. They seem to be moving the ball slower than what they usually would. And ultimately, this seems to be what costed it. Because it wasn't a problem at the back today. We didn't, we didn't miss any of the centre-backs. And we created opportunities. I think there was one in the first half, Chris, actually, where uh, we'd created an overload on the right and Bobby had it centrally and all he had to do was roll it into Trent and Trent was three and the pass is five yards too Behind short. Him. Yeah. It, and it just seems like this has been such a consistent theme. Do we need to have a conversation around the front three? Most certainly. Absolutely. And this is not a reactionary um, observation or I'm not saying it after tonight or even over the two legs. Um, people often talked about Madrid being weak at the back and we've scored one goal in 180 minutes against them. Um, I've said it for a little while now, our attack needs refreshing. Now, that doesn't mean an overhaul. Now, it doesn't mean they're poor players suddenly. That doesn't mean change all of them, sell them all, flog them all. You know, I'm not saying that. But I've said it and I'll say it again. I truly believe we've seen the peak of all three of them individually. Like, and, and, and that, that doesn't mean they've sort of fallen off a cliff and they're not coming back. But I don't think they'll reach the levels that they've reached in the last three years. And we have to have to acknowledge and accept that, that it happens. And that's why Jota was brought in. And that's why we, we will be in the market for further attackers because it's, it's plain and obvious to see, Jamie. It's, it doesn't take a scientist uh, to work out that, you know, they're, they're on, the, on the wrong side of the trajectory now. Um, look, Mo, Mo missed chances today, but how dare we pick out Mo? I mean, Mo's been our saviour time and time again. He's been an absolute, absolute soldier for us. And again, he tried his, his heart out. Mane is trying. Bobby's link-up play was... Bobby's hold-up play was good, but his link-up play was poor again, as you said. Passes behind, taking too long to take, take shots off. Even Mo... Getting that first, Mo usually is sort of known to take the first touch out. The first touch out is, uh, you know, into into a position where he can strike the second shot. So many times he had to take another second touch to set up for the third 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 touch, which was a shot, and it was just happening everywhere. As I said, Mane, I genuinely don't think I would have selected Mane personally. I genuinely don't. But then again, you know, bring him off, bring him on as a substitute wouldn't have helped because that cameo against Villa was the worst cameo I've I've seen for, for in a long, long time. And yeah, Stephen Dunn says, you know, they've, it looks like they've gone stale, guys. Yeah, it, ha it definitely looks. But I guess we would have to give them one more season, a recharge over summer, and then and then see how it goes. But obviously, we will bring in attack competition, maybe may work. 
like Jota sort of bringing in Jota at the start of the season did give them a boost. Um, but yeah, they, they do look stale, I'm afraid. Shawnee Red Steve makes a point. He says, haven't we been having a conversation about the front three for six mm. months? And I th- and I think that's totally valid because we have, and this is when I keep saying about feeling like we've watched the same game since December, we've spoken in our WhatsApp group at length about, you know, you, you we played games last season and everyone lauded Liverpool for being outstanding and, and in large we were. But there were also a lot of games where we were very poor and we won the game by a moment of brilliance. Is too much being made of, you know, the uh, this squad needing to be ripped up? And has this season in part been majority down to, to poor finishing and not being clinical in the final third? And then as a result of that, it puts more pressure on the back four because if you make one mistake, then the game, the, the game completely changes. 100%. Like so many of these games hinge on single moments you can go back to the amount of 50 50 games that we've lost this season or you look at everton away at goodison you look at brighton away two last two last minute decisions go against you and you're four 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 points down straight away you drop two points in each of those games and that accumulates but i think it's not i agree with grace it's not knee jerk because it's been a persistent problem but Every single thing that's gone wrong this season is accountable for. And people are going to turn around and say that, yeah, making excuses, this, that, and the other. It starts from the back. And it's as simple as that. Championship winning teams are built on defence. It's a sim- It goes across the board for every single sport. You don't win anything with a solid foundation in place. The, solid, the foundation at the back allows your midfield players and your forward players to do as they do. All right? So we know what happened in October the spine of the team is completely ripped out. So to expect this Liverpool team to perform at the same levels as it has in previous seasons, when it's actually not operating in the same manner because there's key players missing, because the games are piling up, because we have injuries, because we're losing key players at the wrong time. It it was times where we're getting one back and one was going out. Hendo's coming back, Fabinho's out. Fabinho's Matipas back then. So... It all adds up and accumulates. And this is where we are, Jamie. We are where we're supposed to be. I remember at Christmas when we were three or four points off the top thinking, this is mad. We shouldn't be anywhere near here considering the the injuries that we've had. The thing is, it's been hard to take because the drop-off didn't happen straight away. We seemed to cope until Christmas. And then the wheels came off. When we hadn't got a Jota there, he was snatching games. Jota was scoring so many game-clinching goals. Little ones here, the one at West Ham. You can, throughout the whole season, and it all adds up. And then you have having to bring Kabak and Phillips in, who have been very good since coming in, but they're not at the level required to win Champions Leagues and push on. And that's what's happening. It's all accountable for. Also, Man, with the, also with the that, Trent has had COVID. Mane has had COVID. Salah has had COVID. We don't know the residual effect this is having on these players, at least the humans at the end of the day. I think what's wrong with Mane is everything. I think it's a little bit of mental, it's a little bit of physical, and it's completely infecting his game. Confidence is a massive... Klopp, Klopp touched on it, mate. I think Klopp said in an interview today, he said he's got nothing physical wrong with him. And that tells you everything you need to know, where he's basically hinting, look, it's he's struggling with confidence. He's just not quite at it. Look... This season has been a snowball effect and it's completely accountable. Like if we make fourth this season, 
it cannot be understated how much of an achievement that would be with what's gone on there. We look at look at what happened that happened to Madrid last week. Both of our centre backs are out. Well, now it's a level playing field because we haven't had our centre backs. We've just become used to this situation, so we don't understand how important Jordan Henderson is to this team. Till Virgil Van Dijk is until they're gone, and everyone from the outside looking in is just like, well, it's just one injury. No, it's not. It's your two centre backs are gone. So if the player two centre mids in centre back, so you're not only losing what your centre backs giving you, you're missing what your two centre mids give you. Jota and Thiago, who are brought in to change this system the way Klopp wanted it, about missing for a large part of the season. So it's completely... The, the, the big line is they were brought in to change, but they've actually had to come in and try and fix. And that's exactly. not what they were brought in to do. Exactly. So it's been, a, for want of a better term, a clusterfuck of a season. And gone in the wrong way against us. And we just need to relax. It was an off year. I understand we are just getting used to the idea of winning everything, winning new titles, going to Qatar and winning Club World Cups. That can happen. But one thing I will say, we will have players coming back. We will go again next year, but we do need reinforcements. We need serious reinforcement. And so we need, a few players need a jolt. And by a jolt, I mean somebody just in behind them. Look, I'll I'll, I'll finish on this because I'm going off on one here. The perfect example is, you asked me who the best signing of the season was in the Premier League this year. I'd probably say Alex Tellez. And everyone would go, why the fuck would you say Alex Tellez? Because Alex Tellez gave Luke Shaw the boot up that he yeah. needed to cl- click on and be the player that he was supposed to be because he's been absolutely phenomenal this year. Phenomenal. We have a few players who are just going a little bit stagnant and they need a rocket. And boy, a rocket, it might be a Jota coming in or a Rafinha coming in on the summer, or a Neto, someone like that. We need rockets. We need fires lit around the squad again because it's gone a bit dead. Just, it's just it's went a bit dead this year. Go on, Chris. I was just going to say he's 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 kind of answered some of the questions that we were posing to each other, or you posed to me about sort of what was the thinking behind the selection. And when Shawnee sort of broken it down there like he has, you think to yourself. It absolutely is accumulative. Everything, all aspects, you have to take into every aspect at this level. So, and and, and I think Jurgen Klopp has with his selections as well, because let's not, you know, take it for what it is. You know, let's say how it is. Kabak and Phillips do weaken the team as a, if, if uh, you know, because that's that, those spots are usually taken by Gomez and Van Dijk who are brilliant one-on-one defenders, who absolutely enable you to play in a totally different way, who absolutely then give the midfielders total different confidence and mindset to go into areas of the pitch where they can be braver and be more expressive on the ball. Therefore, gives the strikers, you see where I'm going with this. So it's all it's all a process. And it's same for the manager and coach coaches. They automatically think, right, we must keep it safe far. We must protect them more. Whereas they wouldn't look to protect a Virgil or a Joe Gomez. They'd say, right, we're going to fucking take them on -on one-on-one. The rest of you go and express yourselves. Maybe that's why, you know, you know, the likes of Naby or Anox get more chances if, if Virgil and, and, and Trent, um, Virgil and Gomez are playing. You get what I mean? The selection becomes different. The selection becomes problematic. The tactics become a bit more, even if it's like one or two, um, levels below 
sort of attack. It makes a complete difference. I, you know, how we attacked that Barcelona game even last season, or a couple of, whenever it was, a couple of seasons ago, we went toe-to-toe with them. We knew we had Gomez and Virgil at the back. And therefore, we could commit in the box. How many times did we commit people in the box? We were just leaving it to the front three to try to get us a goal. And that was the main difference. And Jamie, another thing as well, what I didn't touch on is all of those problems that we've had with the squad has killed Klopp in another way. We haven't been able to rotate. We haven't been able to give Simakas games because when he's fit, we we can't put him in there with a Kabak and a Phillips. I think he's worried to. I think he's worried to, uh, Shawnee. I think yeah, he's scared to he, kind of. Not not scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he hasn't a, been able to rotate Genie. He hasn't been able to rotate rotate Trent. If you have a Gomez and a Virgil there, when you're playing, say for example, and I can't even use these shy teams at home at Anfield because we haven't been beating them. But in a good season, you're playing Brighton at home. You could throw Nico Williams in at right back beside Virgil and and, and Gomez. We can't do that. So everyone is at maximum. All of our players are in the red zone before we've even started because that's the massive disadvantage we've been at. And I've, Klopp is not without blame either because I don't think he's done enough to switch it up and make him... Teams haven't had to think. They know exactly what way we're going to play. Klopp hasn't made anyone second guess. And Rav, Rav Deep says in the comments there, Shawnee, everyone knows how to defend against us. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Show Mao inside or show Mao down the line. Can't do anything. It's let Mane have the ball at this stage because he's just shadow of himself. And it's it's tough. Klopp, I think Klopp has had a poor season this year. And I'm not turning around saying I want him out or anything like that. He's failed to adapt. I think he's failed to adapt. And his hands have been tied in certain situations. By the owners in January, I personally think that they were. And anyone who says otherwise is in the fucking clouds, so to speak. And he, he just hasn't helped himself with some of the changes. Uh, I don't think he's made enough changes either, to be honest with you. And if you end up out of top four, I'm going to put it on club because we, this, we should be beating West Brom at home. We should be beating Brighton at home. We should be beating Fulham at home. There's still enough there to do that. I don't care what anyone says. Stephen Dunn makes the point. He says, nothing personal, lads. You're making great points, but I'm off to get drunk and listen with a clear head tomorrow. Fair point, Stephen. Enjoy the pints, mate. And uh, hopefully the show helps you tomorrow. We'll be doing the same after we've we've wrapped up. Now, Grace, I'm going to come to you because... All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. So a couple of points that we raised post-game, and uh, one of them was the effect that these type of results could have on the mentality of this group. Do you think that this could be damaging long-term for this squad? Or do you literally think that it's a case of when you get the likes of, because I say it all the time, you've lost your two biggest leaders in Virgil van Dijk and Jordan Henderson. You've lost Virgil van Dijk, who, yes, is, is a fantastic defender, but he has the ability to switch the play 
um, and drop a ball to either wing. You know, and you, Henderson basically is the glue that pulls the whole side together and sets the tempo. Do you think it's a case of those lads walking back in the dressing room and it gives everybody a lift? Or do you think that, that you know the way that this season is panning out could have a lasting effect on some of the players? Um, it's difficult to, to make a definitive, Shawnee's favourite word, to make a definitive uh, case for either. But I'd like to think this Liverpool team um, has has the minerals to really give it, not give in, sorry, and, and not let it affect it mentally long term. I absolutely think the sight of Virgil and Gomez and Matip and Henderson, you know, getting back It'd to lift fitness. my mood, mate. I'd oh, mate. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All do with it. But, but as, as we said, look, I, I, I genuinely do think he would lift the attacker's mood, lads. I, I honestly do. Yeah. Because you what think to yourself, because you listen, because when you miss a chance, you think to yourself, fuck, you know, I should have put that away. It's not now all they, on us if they're there, Chris, basically. It's not all Do you know on what us. I mean? Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it, it gives the attackers or the attacking midfielders as well more confidence to express themselves, more take more risks. There's mm. so many times that our forwards don't are not taking risks and you can see it. Maybe it's by instruction, as I said, because it's affecting Klopp as well, not having the foundation, the solid spine that we used to. Or maybe it's, a, it's just the players subconsciously thinking, oh, if I lose it here and they break on us, fuck's sake, they're going to rip Phillips. Do you know what I mean? Whatever, yeah. something like that. And it does, it does affect you. I think, just quickly finish up, I think uh, we'll be good to go next season. I've said it. As despondent as we are and frustrated and sad, and there's no, there's no panic stations long-term at this stage. As long as, and I'm 100% confident, we will make the necessary reinforcements refreshing in the summer. Before I go to the Super Chat, Shawnee, do you want to jump in there, mate? Yeah, no, all very valid points on Grays as well. Like the lift that a Verge and a Henda will have back in the team. But one thing that we haven't is system. Like this is a well-oiled machine and it doesn't work without your key, key cogs. Henda and Verge are key cogs. You can you can put anyone really beside Virgil and you'll make it work. Like I think Kabak and Virgil could be very good. I thought Kabak was good tonight, to be honest with you. But one thing we haven't touched on is Virgil's distribution makes us a completely different team. It completely changes the landscape of our game. That allows us to be 10 yards forward, and not only because of his recovery pace, but because of the diagsy pings on the, or the Rabo or Trent's toe plays either way. So Was it Arteta that said you can have the best plans in the world, but when a centre-back is pinging 60-yard balls onto someone's foot, your plans go out the window? Exactly. It completely takes away the team, the opposition's team, the want to press because like what's the fucking point of pressing? And then it, that again, the, the effect that it have on an Allison who's behind them, who who has suffered from their from their now let's be honest, all of these boys have enough credit in the bank. I don't think we should be writing any of them really off. A lot yeah. of people have questions about Mane, and I, I get that. And a lot of people have I've said in the past, I'd sell either of them if it meant getting a Haaland or an Mbappe in. But if we're not getting either of those two, we go again with this lot. They all deserve another chance. And I'm sure to be all champion. I'm sure to be all champion. That's one thing 100% I agree with as well. They would definitely be dying to get back at this and have another tilt at this league and new Champions League next season. They will know that this is... like like Klopp, Even Klopp said it. And, and how often do we hear Klopp say things like this where he said, we all had a chat and said this is a season from hell. 
I mean, that says that says everything. He's he's openly discussed it. He's saying in public that we've discussed it and we know everything is going against us. But let's just keep going. And I think the last seven games, it is it, whatever. I think it I think it breeds well for the last seven games, Jamie and Shawnee. I, I really think this will make us absolutely determined to win six or you know, try to win seven, six, five, six games out of the seven remaining and really, really give it a push into getting into the Champions League. I don't think it will deflate us for now. D- Dean sends us a super chat. Thank you for sending that in, mate. Time for a change. That front three mm. up, uh, that three up front lads, one needs to go. If not two, they're all on massive wages. Can they be backups? And Jay, I'm losing hope on Tiago, mate. Um, the Tiago one keeps rearing its, its head. I- I'll be brutally honest. I think, um, he struggled in large spaces. I don't think he covers the ground quick enough. I think, as as Shawnee touched on before, I think he's been thrown into a team that is completely unbalanced um, when he was meant to be the stardust that was meant to be sprinkled on top. Um, so whilst I, I've had concerns in, in terms of how he's played, he hasn't even reached close to his level. I, I'll reserve judgment to when he's back in the side alongside a Jordan Henderson um, and, a, and a Virgil van Dijk. But if we, if we look at the, the game itself, because particularly in the second half, there was a couple of players that I think deserve a special mention. I'm going to come to you, Shawnee. The first one, and it's a guy who has been under intense scrutiny of late. Um, he's a young lad that's been carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. I thought Trent Alexander-Arnold tonight was exceptional. He was the player that we all know he can be. Yeah, going belt west, Ty, he was very good, even defensively. There were so many one-on-one situations where he dealt with Everything fine. His distribution was good. He was brilliant on the ball. His passing again, lovely to watch. And that that's that's Trent that is very best. And look, he could have easily went hiding after what happened to him last week in Madrid. Because let's be honest with you, it was a Holocaust performance from him over there. And it just wasn't backed up by, compounded by everything that's going on in the media. And he could have easily went hiding. And we discussed this on Sunday. Trent had a poor 45 minutes against Villa, but he didn't go hiding. He pops up and gets the winner. He turned up tonight and he did all he could, really, I felt. I didn't, I didn't think he could have given us more. Whereas the front three, I think, were the ones that really let us down. And another one I thought was really good was Milner. I thought Milner was brilliant. Milner, do, Milner 35 years of age covering that ground against those players who can keep he, the ball for fun. He does what he does. And he, not only does he cover the ground, he's brilliant with the ball as well he's so intelligent in everything that he does and he sets the tone there tonight he sets the tone that had all the hallmarks of the Anfield comeback tonight Jamie from the first fight first tackle you smashed in bang and we're creating chances and you can see they're scouring a little bit but again I'm going to give them credit they managed the game so well they're like it's not a pretty side of football and it's it's not. It's it's one for the purists. I'd say that game management is exceptional. Just one thing I messaged you in the group actually about. I said about how wide they get in possession, uh, just, and what it, and everyone can keep the ball. They just recycle yeah. it and take the sting out of the game, don't they? Absolutely. They, they, you look at their we're on top of fifteen minutes, and then say, "All right, we're just going to settle this down here. We don't have to go anywhere." The amount of times where Cruz turns in space, and you can see he sees the long ball is on. But Cruz, just being the veteran, knows we don't have to push this here. We're not all hold on to the ball. If we can get, we'll take two or three minutes off the clock every time you get the ball. And that's what they done. It, it was brilliant by them, to be honest with you. I thought they were very good in the fourth leg. And I thought they just did what they had to do tonight. Nothing fancy. Just 
look for a smash and grab. They didn't even need the chances because they knew full well. We they get men themselves. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what great teams do. And this is a great Real Madrid side. Make no bounds about it. Although we haven't been at their best. They won the league last year. They could well win the league this year. And an awful lot of that squad was the team that won three in a row. Uh, Militao steps up two, two games in a row. Excellent. And the difference. Look, it just wasn't to be. But we weren't at it. And the way the season went out, we were beaten by the better side tonight. And they will cause anyone who they come up against now problems for the rest of the competition. They're a dark horse. It's, it's, a ma- it's, it's, it's just to quickly add on to that. Um, it, it's so mad when people talk about the, the, the myth of the Anfield crowd. But I tell you what, guys, as Sean says, in that first 15, 20 minutes. Imagine, imagine. You know, I, that's what hurts, and it makes me even more sad to even think about it and contemplate it. But it would have been rocking. It fucking would have been rocking. That, even after the chance was missed. Imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would, that, that would have lifted the crowd even more, you see. The challenge. And, 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 the and, challenge. That's, and that's that sort of 5 10% the Sandfield crowd brings to you. And, and we couldn't raise that in the second half, in my opinion. Um, I think Real Madrid managed the game in the second half really well. I, I don't think they were able to handle our press in the first half, which which makes it a bit more disappointing that why we couldn't do it in the first game because we did have them harried in that first half. But, do, you know, look, do you know what the thing is, though, Chris, on the press? That's why the, the early goal is so key because you mm. can't sustain that level. There's always going to be a natural drop-off. Of course. And, and it's emphasised even more with no crowd because I think you've seen it in the second half. Spawn. dipped. And that's where the crowd comes in and they give you that extra 10% or it can be something like a tackle that happens that sparks you back into life and gives you that extra push. And we really missed it, I felt, in the second half. Spot on, but also coincides then with their better players, like Shawnee said, the, the, the likes of Modric and Cruz. Knowing that, being experienced enough to know that, that, okay, this is it. They've given up their best shot. We've been lucky now there's no crowd to push them on. Now there's a slight dip in their press and now we keep the ball. And that's what they've done. And they just literally strangled the life out of us in that last 20, 30 minutes when we normally or we're renowned to push on. We just couldn't do it against this crack outfit. Do you know what? I want to come back to you again, Grizz, because I, I, I want to just finish on, on, on Trent a little bit more because I've been sick to death of the abuse that that, that lad's got to be honest I think it's been absolutely unwarranted and whilst he hasn't had a be- his, his best season and he'll be a little bit disappointed Shawnee made a point I think it was on the Fatback 4 um, the last episode and he spoke about the bravery of Trent Alexander-Arnold he always shows up he keeps trying he's brave it was another example tonight when potentially in the second half you could say that a lot of senior pros maybe didn't show up they didn't want the ball he kept driving and driving, and and I think that speaks magnitude. Uh, you know, you know, huge levels of his maturity, his bravery, and his self confidence. Outstanding, absolutely outstanding. I think uh, you may have touched on Trent when I went away, but I, glass I of, thought glass of milk was it, mate? I thought, I thought not there, today, not today. Now I've been fasting, so I had to give myself a little biscuit to keep going the energy. But um, the. This kid's 21, 22? Is it 22 now? Yeah, for yeah. 20, someone says 22. I thought he played like a leader, lads. Honest to God, I thought he played like a leader out there. He tried his best. Absolutely. I thought the Madrid wingers, Vinicius, and then Rodrigo came on in the second half. They tried taking the piss with him a couple of times. They actually, you know, um, they actually bought into this hype about he can't defend. 
or he's slow or he, or he doesn't read danger where they just tried to tap it past him and, and then take him on the outside. And he was brilliant against them one-on-one. Um, on the ball, his bravery in his passings. When people tell you about his passing stats and not being as high, they don't. That's when you know, you know, you ignore them, you block them, you, you mute them, you move on because they don't know the fucking game when they're talking about Trent's accuracy. Because Trent is one of the most bravest passers of all football you're ever likely to see, especially from a right back. He's a Kevin De Bruyne that's playing a right back in a Klopp Great. system that's designed to get attacks, to get control from his fullbacks. We know this. So, you know, people that even call for him to play in central midfield, maybe another coach has a different idea and strategy. And I'm not disputing that fact that they may think that he plays, you know, he has a career there. But under Jurgen Klopp, there's absolute zero chance he's moved from that right back position. I, again, today, I thought he out defensively, he was outstanding. You've got to remember he's, he's covering. Look, Phillips again was brilliant. Phillips done his job. You know, he's going to get beaten one on one a couple of times because, you know, he's playing at a different level he's compared, he's, he's used to. But you've got to remember, Trent's not only looking after his position, his role in terms of creating and going forward, but covering defensively as well for, for Phillips. I thought I thought Trent was magnificent. He was, he was the one player that was magnificent today. On the on the move into midfield thing, just to finish off before we, we come out on to another player that I thought stood out tonight. Um, I remember a story, now don't get me wrong, you know, playing at a much much lower level, but I, I played centre midfield my whole life. And then there was rumours of uh, our manager getting the sack a new manager come in and he came to me the first training session. He said, you're not playing centre midfield for me. You're going to play right back. And I looked at him and I thought, I've played centre midfield my whole life. What is this absolute joke around about? He said, give me one game and you'll see what I mean. And when I played right back, it was like it was a completely different game because everything was in front of me. And I I, I could knock a, a pass. You know, I, I could. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Find a pass. And what he said to me is, you're terrible with your back to play. And this is where I think if Trent moved into midfield, when he'd receive the ball, he'd often have his back to play. He'd, He'd be pressed. He wouldn't have the game in front of him. And the reason why he is so successful is because his distribution, he can pick anybody out and he's always got an option. He can clip it down the line. I just think you would lose what Trent is if the majority of time he's picking up the ball facing the, facing the wrong way. So I don't get the, I don't get the move, uh, the move into midfield. I think you make a great point, Chris. I think he's playing like Kevin De Bruyne. I think I've seen a stat around average positions. It's pretty much the same in this system. He's picking up identical positions to De Bruyne. So I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't be in a rush. Now, Shawnee, I want to come to you on a, a player that I thought has got some strain. I don't even know if it's, I would call it criticism. Just weird rumblings from some quarters that haven't liked the praise that uh, Phillips has got. Um, and and I, I don't get it. And the reason that I don't get it is this lad should have been playing in the championship. We're not saying that this guy is going to be the, the heart of our defence for many years to come. But what we are looking at is, yeah, he has shortcomings at elite level. But the performances that he has been putting in, have been fantastic for the level of player that he is. And if nothing else comes from this, yes, he might get a new deal at Liverpool, but he will go on to have a great career elsewhere now. 
off the back of the performances that he's had for, for Liverpool. And tonight was another example of him putting in a real good effort. Yeah, this this run in the team will be the bedrock for a solid career for uh, a player like Nat Phillips. Uh, the rumblings of people just criticising them is just to be different, I think. It's, it's just to say, they would have loved him to be able to say, I told you so. Do you know what I mean? Oh, look at that! Look at how good that Nat Phillips is coming from Stuttgart. But they didn't. They nailed their colours to the mask. Now, when he first came into the team, we were all thinking, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? Matt Phillips starting games for us. But if you actually look individually at each game that he's played for us, he's done very, very little wrong. For a limited player, he's done very little wrong. He's man of the match at home against West Ham. He's man of the match at home against Sheffield United. He's absolutely brilliant away to Brighton. He's good on both legs against Leipzig. He was good He was good tonight, although there is moments where you could just see where he's limited. He's limited. And that that's that's not a slight on the lad. He was never supposed to be playing 90-minute games in quarterfinals of Champions League for Liverpool. He'd he's tell you the same. He'd tell you the same. <laughs> and, and, and the big point, though, Shawnee, is how high is he being asked to play as well? That's the big thing. And he's still looked at the, the, the ball drops them tonight. He heads it up in the air. But he traps it, takes it down, turns inside and plays it off. Like, the fella <laughs> is playing within his ability to the best of his ability. And you can't hold it against the fella if he's playing above his level. You can't turn around and say, well, he's playing above his level. Because he is. And I'd much rather have a team of over-performers than under-performers. And that's why he's been for us. I, when I, when all is said and done at the end of the season, you couldn't point the finger at Nat Phillips and say, Do you know what, you caused us. Because he didn't. He's come in, he's done his job to the best of his ability. He's playing against, playing alongside a 20-year-old lad who was very raw, who I actually thought was good to know Kabak. And he's having to be the most experienced head in the, in the back four. And he's playing on the side of Trent as well, who is a, no, notoriously can't defend. So... It can't be understated what this fella has been asked to do. He's come in, he's applied himself ex- excellently and I really, really hope, because I'm being honest with you, I don't think he's of the level acquired, not even maybe as a four-choice centre-back. That might sound really harsh. We want to be winning league titles and winning Champions League. He's not the type of player you need. Maybe if you're playing Burnley away and you want to stick him in to battle Chris Wars or someone like that, we need better. And that's not a slight on him. I'm sure he would have told you himself. If you had have said to Nat Phillips' agent in August, look, he's going to probably play 25 to 30 games this season, he would have been laughed out of the gaff because he was, he was so close to moving, I'd imagine. So, look. Lads, in a, season, in, in, a season of, in a season of so many lows, so many sad stories, so many sad cases, so many, you know, just make, make us sort of our, our shoulders droop and you think to yourself, oh, sighing every week right this guy is an absolute joyous story it really is i couldn't be more happy for the lad um i totally agree with shawnee there's you know i don't think there's many even top top reds that will tell you phillips is the future for us oh let's keep him just on the basis of um uh, yeah exactly but But to to, to not give him the credit that he deserves is is really sad and it's pathetic. It's, it's not different. You're a prick if you do that. Yeah. That's that, that's a slight. That's a slight on you, because yeah. that that means you're you don't understand the game as much as you do. That's that, that shows you've got some severe 
issues with your ego, not this kid, because this kid is having the season of his life. And you got to remember, he's repping your fucking club. Exactly. He's so representing your club, so you support because you're a supporter. Yeah. And if you're not, if you're not supporting him, then you're not a Liverpool supporter, technically. Am I right? I think that makes sense. Because if you're not supporting him, what are you fucking doing? Rather, yeah, if you don't look, look I, I'd rather, I'd rather not speak about him than to slate him. If you know what I mean, if you can't yeah. say good things about him, just keep Staying your mouth shut. Power. Yeah, the, just because you don't praise a player doesn't mean it has to be criticism. Yeah, you, you can say like Ronan Keane says, you say it best when you say nothing at all. Oh, my favorite song. Oh, <laughs> oh my favorite done. song. Nicely done. No, I, I feel like singing that now. Both of them. Look, they're. If you ask Jurgen Klopp what characteristics do Liverpool need in a, in a centre-back, I'd imagine he's not creating enough Phillips in his head, but he's done everything we've asked of him. He absolutely. He's perform- I, can't, I can't remember a game where he goes, he was absolutely shocking today. He had a couple of ropey moments against Newcastle away. But look, if you look at it in isolation, he's been far more solid than these people would have you believe. Oh, because he wins loads of headers. He does what he has to do. He's got clean sheets. Yeah. Laura, Laura makes a great point here, Shawnee. She says, Nat, and I, I think I said something similar in, in comparison to, to maybe someone that isn't like that, which was Dave, Dejan Lovren. Nat know, also exactly. knows his limitations are, and he doesn't try to do things he can't. He plays his game. So whether that is, I want a defender to head the ball away, or I need to kick the ball away, or I don't need to step out and try to be Virgil van Dijk. If I need to clip the ball long, and I, think it was, I can't remember who it was, so apologies, uh, made a, I think it was Dean actually made a comment um, about his performance at Newcastle where he was quite poor in possession and if you look and you made the point Shawnee where he's plucking the ball out of the sky a dropping ball and then rolling it off the the step up in level whilst having to operate and develop at in elite games this isn't this isn't you know learning your trade lower down in the leagues this is learning on the job where if you make a small mistake you're punished so I think one one of the things seen, seen on Twitter is you know Kabak hasn't had enough praise because Phillips is get. Why do we have to create these camps? They've both been excellent. They've both stepped up and done what's been expected of them. There doesn't no, need is, to be an either or. It's because these people wouldn't have praised Phillips two years ago on on a podcast when they were pretending they were watching someone like Kabak, Kabak Ashukar, Galatasaray. So they have to see these performances as a way of vindicating something that they may or may not have said about a player. For example, Hamadou Sako, Emre Chan. Go, you can go all the way back to what's your man's name? Laurie. Laurie. All of these players, Thiago Laurie. Look, you can be fucking wrong because you can be absolutely wrong. I'll put my hand up. When I, I was going, Jesus Christ. Well, well, actually down to a stage now where Nat Phillips is going to be playing. When Nat Phillips starts away to Leeds next Monday, I will have no quarrels because I know he will not let you down. He'll be a 7 hour 10 minimum. And he a 7 hour 10 might not be a fucking world-class performance at his level. He performs to his ability every single time. And that was a great point, mate, that he understands his flaws. He understands his strengths. And he just plays to them. And it's as simple as that. Don't be minding that. 
get off Twitter. Just be in Twitter altogether because it's, <laughs> come it's to our Discord group. It's well, it's way better cracking our Discord yeah. group. They know everything about nothing. That's what they know everything about nothing. That's how you like to think. Hats out to so, Matt Phillips and all the best to him. No matter what happens to him, come mate, all the best. Yeah, look, me. regardless of what happens, absolutely, Sean. Exactly, he may not have a future at Liverpool, but he's definitely got a future now. Does that make sense? He's yeah. created, a, he's created, he's created an absolute brilliant future for himself because there's no doubt in my mind someone will pick him up for about eight nine million pound now, maybe in the you know bottom of the Premier League or maybe somewhere else. I don't know, but but the fact of the matter is he's come in as, what is it, lads, sixth or seventh choice, maybe, centre-back at Liverpool, and done exactly what we, or Jurgen Klopp, some of us didn't expect him to do this, lads, and I'm the first one to hold my hands up. You talk about holding your hands up, Shawnee, and admitting you're wrong. Look at me and Kabak. Prime example, lads. I said it from the start. I said, I don't think we're going to keep him. I don't think he's of the required quality at Liverpool. But so far, fingers crossed, touch wood, so far he's proved me wrong. He can be, and I'll still I'll still hold my side and say fourth choice, because I think he's the probably the best fourth choice out there in Europe in terms of age, prospect, price. And that's a reason why we're going to activate that clause now. But you know, you're allowed to get things wrong and you're allowed to admit it. Stop being a Literally, prick. We're not experts. It's similar yeah. better if people stop pretending the act. Yeah. Because they're held in that regard. It's, at the end of the day, it's it's one person's opinion. But you, if if someone sat down beside you and started having a go on that Phillips because he's getting praised, you think oh, you're a bit of a knobhead, mate. You know what I mean? You don't weird even behavior. have to, weird behavior. You don't even have to be. A, you don't even have to be a romantic. You just have to give the fella his flowers. It's simple. Is that not the track? Just because you're praising him doesn't mean you're detracting from someone else. From the other else. Exactly. You know okay. General general rule that we always say, just don't be a prick. Just don't That's be a prick. Yeah, don't, don't be a don't prick. Be. And don't 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 hang all your bleeding hopes on one player. Because look at what Nabi Kade has done to a section of the fan base. Jesus Christ. I don't don't, don't bring it. We, we, today, we, yeah. We're coming to the end. Of, yeah, we're coming to the end of the podcast. So I don't want to start the Nabi debate on, on this one. There is there is two uh, questions that I want to finish on, lads, before we wrap up. Um, and the first one is man of the match for tonight. Grizz. <laughs> for us, um, yeah. I think we've discussed it. I think for me, um, Phillips was very, very good. Kabak was decent. Um I thought Milner was superb, but for me, it's clear. I think Trent, for us, was superb from minute one. He was up against the same attacker that destroyed him in the first leg. So not only did he have to show heart, desire, he had to show an attitude, a mental attitude, a strength of uh, mentality to, to face up to this forward that destroyed him in the first half and take him on. Because as I said to you, there was a couple of times where Vinicius tried to tick the piss out of him, nutmeg him. You know, thought he's playing up against a kid, and Trent. I thought Trent handled him absolutely superbly today. Surely, yeah, I think you'd have to go with Trent. I think if I'm being balanced, I'm looking at the other team. I thought Militao was brilliant tonight for them. Yeah. Over the two legs, over, over the two legs, legs. To be honest, yeah. Oh, he was and excellent. To, oh man, I think we did. Trying to get him out the gap in January. So, thought he was building, but you couldn't. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rose Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more.
really looked past Trent for those honourable mentions to the two boys at centre-back and, and Milner as well. I thought, I love Milner and I'll be really sad when Milner goes because said, said people will have an issue with people praising the likes of a Milner, the likes of a Lallana because their sort of influence on a team it's it's just not an anointing. It goes beyond on, it goes beyond the football pitch. It's not an anointing minutes on a Saturday or Sunday. It's every day. It's setting an example in training, on the training ground, things like that. So I thought Milner was very good tonight, but I thought Trent, considering what happened to him last Tuesday, he stood up. He was good defensively. He was good going forward. Just the chances he created, it would have been a completely different. There's story. a there's a comment you there know, from. Man, look, it's not all doom and gloom. Look, we're out in the quarterfinals, but we've seen, we've seen, we're starting to see structure. We're starting to see the same 11 players playing, the same back four. We can have a run at these last seven games and we can't nick this top four spot because the more I see it, the more I see these run-ins, it's completely achievable. I don't even think, I think five wins might even do it because it's a mad season. It's a mental season. Chelsea be looking at two legs now against Real Madrid, which is even what, puts them even further into disarray in a way. So, look, let's see what happens. Seven games, seven cup finals. Let's see what we can make of it. I just want to quickly uh, make a comment on this, uh, Dean's comment about we need we need a, a younger Milner. And he's make, he makes a great point. Um, Dean's been on fire tonight, by the way. Thanks for all the, the comments, Dean. Bang on the money. I think all our comments are absolutely superb all the time. We've got, yeah, the, we've got the most knowledgeable... Knowledgeable lucky, aren't we? Oh, we are. Fucking hell. No Mongols in this group. Um, but but he makes a very good point. We're all talking about centre-backs and forwards. I think I think replacing Gini and Milner is going to be so key this summer, lads. We Sean has touched on some of the things this Milner brings to the team. And you just can't cater for it. You just can't. There's, you can't place a value on it. I, you know, especially when Henderson's not there, you know he's going to pick him. I mean, you know, how people thought that the likes of Henderson and Milner and Lalana would be the first ones out when a world-class coach came in. And how wrong were they again that the last one's out? Like Lalana literally overstayed for two years just for his influence sort of on the whole squad. Milner, he's just not letting go and still playing him in quarterfinals of the fucking Champions League. You know, when he's got the likes of Ox, Naby and Thiago on the bench. Do you know what I mean? That's how much he thinks of this fella. And the fella still came in and, as we discussed, could have easily been one of the man of the match. So trying to find a young Milner is going to be absolute murder, but we've got to do it. We've got to get someone who's going to play the Ginny minutes and the Milner minutes. Basuma for me, by the way, just just to throw a, a curveball in there. I, I've been massively impressed every single time that I've, I've seen him play. There's a couple of people mentioning him in the in the chat. I'd be all over him like awesome. a Hossam Awar for me. Big eyes emoji. Oh, oh, red, red bell as well going yeah. off there. Is oh, that yeah, one of them? The, the Andy, the Andy, uh, what do you call it? The, <laughs> the siren. siren. Siren, yeah, the siren. <laughs> Uh, right, so lads, the, the last thing I want to finish on just quickly, you kind of touched on it both yourselves. Do you think this sets us up now for, and gives us a, a push for, for top four? And I'll come to you, Shawnee. If you were a if you were a betting man, where do you think this puts us? I think Shawnee's froze yeah. there, Gris. So I'll come yeah, to you, a, mate. Where do you think a, where do you think this puts us? <laughs> what a smile from Shawnee. Um, I know, what a way look, to go. Look, I think I'm not gonna be swayed. By emotion, yet I, I've I've said it. I think we've left ourselves too much to do. Similarly, like tonight, I thought we left ourselves too much to do. Um, I think we can win. 
four. We've got seven. I think I think we can win four out of the seven, in my opinion, four or five. I just think we may fall one point, two point. It, it won't be much in it. Hope I'm badly wrong, Jamie, but I, I think I think we've left ourselves just a tad too much to do, man. It's going to come back to those six games at home where we could have picked up a couple of points. It would have made all the difference, but hope I'm wrong. Is that Shawnee back? No. He nearly he nearly came back with us there, but it's time to, to wrap up now, Shawnee. Shawnee, if you were to, if you were a betting man, top four, where's that put us, mate? Do you think do you think we get it done? It's hard in the head thing again, isn't it? So I'm thinking my heart, my heart says That's why you you that's exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah my heart my heart says yes, my head says no, but I wouldn't put it past us. And to be honest with you, Jay, it's something you say all the time. The rest of the league is really not that good. So yeah. we it's definitely achievable. Like we just we've got to be on it. We've got to be on it. I hope so. Even if we don't, you know what? It's not the be-all and end-all either. Right. On that note, I'm going to a couple of housekeeping things before we wrap up. Um, just to, to let you all know, the new website, uh, thank you to anybody who has been sending in articles over the last week. We've had some brilliant ones that have gone up on the site, including one from Stephen Dunn. Uh, Stephen Dunn, who actually, uh, who actually brought us back some memories about recording in... Uh, in the bunker, which was nice, reminiscing back. Oh, uh, amazing, around, around Ama- absolutely amazing, amazing piece. Honestly, if anyone gets a chance to read that, read it. That's an absolute stunning piece by by Stephen. Yeah, it was. And uh, so anybody else that wants to contribute, I'm uh, just going to mute you on there. Um, anybody else that wants to contribute, uh, yeah, please send them in, whether it's an opinion piece, whether it's a story to tell, uh, anything is 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 welcome by us. Um, so send it to lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com and we will get it up on the website. Uh, reminder about the Discord group. Uh, if you are, like a lot of us, fed up of the nonsense that is on Twitter, come and get involved in our Discord group. Um, if it's any, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty much much just like the comments that we get every week on the show uh top people with good football opinions uh no no knobheads allowed uh is the is the general rule um subscribers so you may have seen we are now over 9k uh we're fast approaching 10k not only will we be giving away a ps5 and fifa 21 to one of our subscribers when we get to the 10k grizz will also be going live on his exercise bike won't you mate that's a mad look. That's worth it. And it's all sod the PlayStation. Me exactly. on an extra. That's, me, that's the me, real. Me doing a, a a fat back four on a pedal bike. That is some viewing, lads. I tell you that. You're not wrong. That mate. is some viewing. Uh, finally shout out to footballprizes.co.uk if you want to win a signed and framed Virgil van Dijk shirt go to the website it's only 5 95 to enter the offer ends next Wednesday so go check it out on the link below now that's enough from us uh, Shawnee's having a few internet issues there but big thanks to him and Grizz for their time as always thank you to everybody in the live chat your comments as always are very much appreciated and really do meet, uh, make the show so please do keep them coming with every show we really do appreciate them um, your support as always by all of the lads you know, week on week we're trying to grow if you can like uh, the podcast share them tell your friends um, we're really trying to grow a community so if you can just help us a little bit spread the word that would be massively appreciated as always right with that they're not always easy doing these but I feel a little bit better after getting them done so I hope you have all enjoyed the show 
Look after yourselves, stay safe, and we will be back with you next Wednesday on the Midweek Fix. All the best. Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Sports Social Podcast Network.